HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. I am Lou Bank. And I am Ryan Acock, the Cocktail MD. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Gringex bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits at Rome, Mexico. And today we're talking about candy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, most days we talk about candy. We don't record it, but we talk about it. At least, you know, if I'm talking to your son, we talk about candy. Sure, he's a big fan. Yeah. Of the podcast and of candy. So, <laughs> so you know, there's been this thing hitting my radar over the last, I don't know, year or two, Ryan, uh, about Skittles, which just cracked me up that, the, like, Skittles became controversial. And uh, I believe it was banned. Uh, Skittles were banned over in the European Union, I think. And then just recently, there was a, a, a law that passed the House. I don't think it's been signed or a bill that passed the House. I don't think it's been signed into law yet in California um, that also banned one of the ingredients in Skittles that or maybe two that um, uh, that caused this ban in Europe. Yeah, so this is a timely episode, and at the time that we are recording, the California House, but not the Senate, has passed a bill that would ban multiple food additives, including things like red dye number three and titanium dioxide. And so we've done an episode before on food additives, particularly dye, and we talked about how red number 40 was associated with hyperactivity in children. This particular bill bans red dye number three, or the other name for it is erythrocin, and we want to talk today about how this ban came to be and is red dye number three particularly dangerous? Right. And, you know, just to, to put this into the context of uh, Gringex bartenders, like for me, the, the, the reason it hit my radar is I've seen so many bars recently, and so many, probably six, where they're taking Skittles, separating them out by color, dropping them into bottles of vodka to make like a red Skittles vodka and a green Skittles vodka. Yeah, I'm sure those taste very good. So <laughs> what, you're, what you're worried about is, are you getting food dye into your body Well, uh, by drinking that vodka? Well, you're already eating it. So if you're yeah. eating Skittles, you're already getting the dye. So I'm not sure you're getting anything worse by dropping it into bottles of vodka and dissolving it. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. 
But yeah. like if you're not and you know, just to I guess a confession, I I do eat a lot of Skittles. Sure. Okay. Well, a lot. I'll have like two bags a year. Um, All right. And, 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 you know, and I'm not worried about that. But somebody who's drinking a lot of vodka, like, and I don't drink vodka twice a year, but somebody who is drinking vodka, for them, does this add to the danger of drinking the vodka? Probably not, because you're already, again, you're already eating the Skittles. So if you're... No, 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 somebody who doesn't eat Skittles, who just drinks vodka. Like, they're already doing damage by drinking vodka. We know that, because drinking any alcohol is going to do some amount of damage, right? Right. Does it increase the damage? I'm not sure, because... So let's talk about red dye number three and how we even came to this this band to begin with. Sure. Red dye number three is in everything. It's in lots of candies like Peeps and Pez and Nerds. Peeps? And so, yeah, Peeps as well. Oh, God, yes. you're breaking my heart. Those, those gross little marshmallows that you not have gross. every year, it's, it's Peeps. You can get them year-round. So, you just got to know where to look. <laughs> so red dye number three... It is a really complex molecule that jetting off of the ends of it, you've got four iodine atoms. And those iodine atoms, anytime you consume iodine, one of the places it really wants to go to is your thyroid. So that's why we have iodine added to salt here in the United States, Mm -hmm. because you need iodine in your body. But if you're getting too much of it, that could also be a problem. So red dye number three goes to the thyroid, and it does have some effects on what's called your thyroid stimulating hormone. And so that's one of the concerns that scientists first noticed years ago and then started studying that out to see, well, what kind of effect on this thyroid-stimulated hormone? Does it cause any kind of thyroid problems? Mm-hmm. So if you take, I think it's zebrafish, if you take zebrafish <laughs> embryos and give them, give these embryos red dye number three, you're going to start seeing <laughs> congenital birth defects. How do they figure out, how do they figure that out? Like why the zebrafish embryos in specifically? Like they gave them to zebrafish adults and it didn't work. So then they went to the embryos? Yeah. So here, here's the thing about medical research. Yeah. One is it's very expensive. And two, there are a lot of ethical concerns when acting on humans. And number three is, in <laughs> humans, it takes a long time to bear something out. So uh. if we want to look at something quickly. First, we look at things like cells in a Petri dish. Yeah. So things like a human breast tissue, for example. So that has no ethical concerns usually. And that's going to be pretty quick and pretty cheap. And then from there, we build up to animal studies. And so things like rats, uh, rats breed pretty quickly and can reach maturity in, in a matter of weeks. And so it's it's easy to study multiple generations of rats to look for congenital defects. And then some people just find oddball things. I don't know why zebrafish was chosen for this particular study, but because <laughs> the, the embryos of zebrafish were looked at. The clownfish were busy that weekend. Right. Yeah. You So that was one study that looked at congenital defects. Another one uh, took human liver cells and exposed to red food dye, and it, it found that found that after 20 hours of contact with red food dye, you see DNA damage within the cells. Now, you're not licking a red Pez for 20 hours, so I'm not really sure how much that applies to humans, but that would be an example of something that came up. So Americans typically consume about half or even a quarter of a milligram of red dye number three every day. Yes, and so I found a human trial that took 30 men and it gave them up to 200 milligrams of red dye number three every day 
for several days. 200 milligrams versus how much? So typically you eat about 0.2 milligrams, and this was a thousand times more. So a thousand times the dose of red dye number three. Wow. And followed their thyroid function and found that their thyroid-stimulating hormone Mm -hmm. did increase, but there was no change on other thyroid markers, like the important stuff, what's called T3 and T4. So if you take Synthroid, for example, that's T4. Mm -hmm. So it did not affect any of those. And so... Maybe there's an effect on the pituitary gland and how it interacts with the thyroid in this particular study, but they couldn't find in this short-lived human trial of any other bad effects on at least these 30 men. But what scientists have found is that in rats, high doses of red dye number three did cause thyroid tumors. And so based off of that study, back in 1990, the FDA banned red dye number three from being in cosmetics. Oh. So it's crazy. You cannot apply red dye number three to your face, but you can eat it. So for some reason, the FDA says it's dangerous for cosmetics, but it's A-OK for humans to eat. Oh, that's... Oh, God. Now now I'm back to the snake venom episode. Like, is it is it that kind of thing, you think? Or it's just... The right hand not talking to the left hand. I think it's that. So we've talked before about the pressure that government bureaucrats are under from congressmen and from lobbyists. And so Mm -hmm. you have to think about big candy saying (laughs) red dye number three is not dangerous. Uh, You've got to get the FDA under control. And so the FDA, which, again, going back 30 years, has already banned red dye number three from cosmetics has said, well, we're we're thinking about getting rid of it in food, but never pulled the trigger and never banned it in food. Wow. And that's only here in the United States. Other countries have banned dyes. So Finland, Norway, and the United Kingdom are the big ones that go after food coloring agents. And we'll just say yellow number six, blue number one, you're banned. We don't want it, people uh, consuming this. Um, so this is one of those things of we might eventually see it here in the United States, but for right now, red dye number three is still legal. Well, hang on. So we you, like you just said uh, yellow and blue. So uh, yeah. Okay. So if I want my vodka to be healthier, if I want my Skittles vodka to be healthier, if yes. I just drink the yellow Skittles vodka, is that healthier than the red Skittles vodka? Well, you have to remember, yellow number six is banned in Europe. So. The, so the not. blue is also, so what about, I, I don't know the other colors of Skittles, help me. Yeah, yeah. so there's... Um, Green? Well, so Skittles, Skittles in particular uses red number 40. So red oh. number 40 is not part of this list that's on the California ban. Oh, wait, so Skittles are safe. Well, uh, we talked about red number 40 many months ago about the hyperactivity and food additives But you said children. That was children. Right. That was children primarily with ADHD had hyperactivity after consuming a red number 40. And they should not be having vodka anyway. (laughs) Maybe. But uh, but also, if you're eating the Skittles with the red number 40, is that causing hyperactivity in children? Maybe. Fair, fair. So, okay. So there's red three, red 40. Yes. Is there is there like what what happened to four to 39? Are those like alternatives? Yeah, so there were. There was a red number two, a red number three, and a red number four, all of which have already been banned by the FDA. So red number three has stuck around, and then we go up to red number 40, and I'm not sure what happened to five through 39, but <laughs> one, two, and four are already banned. Hmm. So, okay, there's a, there's a, a little bug. I'm forgetting the name, but Future Lou will drop it in here. A little bug. Uh, Coach Oh, cochineal. That's right. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, right. Thank you. That grows on the, the cactus or I guess lives on the cactus in Mexico that's used as an alternative. Um, yes. Is, is that dangerous? 
So probably not. I don't never seen anything saying that carmine dye is dangerous. I know that vegans don't want it in their food. And so that's why they don't want, that's why there's been pushed to get away from the cochineal bug. But yeah, if you think about some Italian Amaro, like Campari used to be made from cochineal. It's now used with red dye and I don't know which number it is, but that's an example of, of something that you may have previously consumed that had cochineal insects in it. Huh. Okay, are there any other ways to turn something red just to save us that, that isn't an animal and that isn't a dangerous chemical? Yeah, beet potentially, juice. Potentially. Yeah. Oh, beet juice. Yeah. Why aren't Skittles well, using beet juice? I don't, I don't know. Um, I've never tried beet <laughs> juice and, and candy before, so I don't know how what it would taste like. But I will say uh, there is McCormick. So McCormick, which is known for its various spices and its various flavor and additives, sure. does have a natural food coloring line. And it's called Nature's Inspiration. And so this these products are made from things like beet juice and turmeric. And so that way you can get food coloring, but it's all natural. And so whatever that means, it's all natural. So there's this idea of, well, you're not getting in the food dyes. Maybe it won't be as problematic. Even though it's like cyanide last time I checked is all natural, right? That is correct. Yes. So that is a problem I usually have when someone says something is all natural. HIV and skin cancer are natural occurring as well. That doesn't mean that I want them. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So then do we have a conclusion? Well, so the conclusion for this is you're going to have to follow the legislative path in California to see if red dye number three gets banned. And who knows, by the time this episode airs, maybe it will have been. So we'll see. And as well as will the FDA then take up the mantle and finally start cracking down on food additives and follow the European Union and see if we're going to start banning dyes and other problems. And I and I I guess the other conclusion is if you're worried about uh, your health, maybe you shouldn't be drinking vodka or eating Skittles regardless of whether or not the uh, the chemical makeup is dangerous. That's very true, but uh, this is a show about booze, so I don't think either of those things are going to happen necessarily. It's about agave, agave spirits oh, in rural okay. Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, like agave spirits are safe. <laughs> Surely, in moderation. Sure. <laughs> in moderation. In moder Actually, you even said in moderation it's not safe, didn't you? Well, so I think the conclusion we found from one of those giant meta-analyses was that you can drink half an ounce to an ounce of 80-proof spirit, and, and maybe that might even be good for you at, at half an ounce to an ounce a day. But beyond that, no, you're gotcha. not getting any kind of health benefit from it. Let's not revisit that. I can't, I can't bear to do that again. Okay, I think we'll call this one a wrap. All right. Thank you, Lou. Okay. Hasta pronto, Ryan. Bye. You've been listening to Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps gring ex-bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. We're blessed with sound engineering by Roy Sierra and a theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marco Ricos. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, well, I'm sure you'll let us know that too. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Agave Road Trip. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pit Bulls, Inc. 
Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization using the power of educational storytelling about food to build a more equitable, resilient food system. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network might lead you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If you drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Drive responsibly. Eat responsibly, too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive. Do not walk either. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to stretch every 30 minutes. If you stretch every 30 minutes, please stay within your defined stretching capacity. And consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you don't have a doctor, maybe Dr. Ryan Acock, the cocktail MD, can help you out. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip. Out.